welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show from the Labatt Blue Studio. Labatt Blue and Labatt Blue Light. Bleed blue and white, drink blue and light. And don't forget to try the new Labatt Blue Light Seltzer Variety Pack. Available at retailers throughout Pennsylvania. And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It is quarter number two. I'm Jim Galante along with Dustin Hawkinsmith. Dustin, at the end of quarter number one, I teased. I teased quarter number two as us taking a little bit different look at at the class of 22. And let me tell you what this is about. A lot of people, it's easy, not easy, but everyone's talking about the, the new recruits. It's one of our favorite topics and talking about these players. And we talk about where they are now, how well they did in their high school career, and who's showing up first and who might start day one or year one, we want to take a little bit deeper look at these guys. Let's take a look at their careers at Penn State. Let's talk about how they are going to be over the next three, four, even five years. And only, only someone as skilled as you in their football analysis is capable of doing this, Dusty. What do you think? I do this because um, there's a really good chance I'm not going to be held accountable for my predictions. So under <laughs> under that setting, why, let's go for it, Jim. If we never have to revisit this again, um, except for me to, to cherry pick the wins, which I absolutely will. I will make a mental note of all my wins here, if there are any, but I will forget all about all the losses. So those are the rules of the game. Okay. Just like we always remember your big win – Announcing Sean Clifford as the next Joe Burrow, correct? There's still time, my friend. There is still time. (laughs) All right, let's get to the class of 22. Speaking of quarterbacks, why don't we start right there at the QB position? Uh, Dustin, there's uh, not another player who's been as talked about as much as Drew Aller coming into Penn State, and I I, I don't know how long. He's considered the number one high school recruit. And I, I think a lot of people are of the impression, hey, this, this is a guy who's so good. He's the number one quarterback in the country. Why isn't he, you know, going to be QB1 right from the, start, right from the first spring practice? It's a fair question. I mean, Penn State is going to try to temper expectations at every stage of his journey here. And they're not going to they're not going to have the need I don't think to rush him into duty. I think that's a good thing for him. I don't know if he necessarily needs to sit for an entire year, but to have Sean Clifford back, to have his leadership back, to have that experience and and going into year 4 as a starter. If Penn State hasn't shown anything by now, it's that it's that they're going to be riding with Sean Clifford. And what'll be interesting to see is let's just say the 2021 season repeats itself. Sean Clifford gets injured. Sean, you know, the the top backup, whoever that might be, gets an opportunity to to play most of a game like um, Christian Veyu did against Rutgers. 
how different might that be if that if that occurs and it's Drew Aller as the guy who's coming off the bench and then it's Sean Clifford returning and and he goes through a little bit of a rough patch how does management of the quarterback position maybe change if Sean Clifford is on his way out in his final year of eligibility he's now 38 years old um r- roughly so somewhere in that range or so it seems but uh with him on his way out with the future now at the quarterback position on the current roster, it'll be interesting to see if there is a rough patch next year. How do they go about managing this position? Because there's going to be some incentive to maybe see what the young guy can do, even if it's under the situation where you're going to limit him to four games and preserve his red shirt. When you say managing the position, you brought up a good name in Christian Vayu. Is you know, how does Mike Yursich and James Franklin look at a freshman quarterback? Is it, you know what, even though James Franklin says, hey, it's an open competition, we all know better than that. There's the returning starter, the returning 13-year starter in Sean Clifford. He's going to be the guy taking the snaps, and if the season goes well and he stays healthy, he will be the starter. It's only if something happens some losses or injuries that will look elsewhere. So my question to you is, in mentioning uh, Christian Vayu, who did well in that start against Rutgers, how do you now look at Drew Aller versus Christian Vayu? I think we all look at Aller as the next thing, the next big star at quarterback for Penn State. But... If something did happen early in the season, would James Franklin be trusting of true freshman Drew Aller? He's going to lean in the direction of experience in any tiebreaker scenario. Um, so what what that means for Drew Aller is that behind the scenes at practice, you know, coming up this spring in the weight room, he's got to give the Penn State coaching staff a lot of reason to believe. He's got to give the Penn State coaching staff and James Franklin. Uh, you know every reason that he's he's the guy he's got to he's got to limit them to no doubts whatsoever so that's the burden that's on his shoulders um, but I, I don't really think it's an indictment of Drew Aller if he starts the the 2022 season as let's say the number three quarterback behind Christian Bayou and what I would say about Christian Bayou is that yes we did see him play pretty well against Rutgers. We did see him with a certain sense of composure and cool and calm, and those are great things. But I think we can also say that we only know just a little bit above nothing about Christian Bayou, the quarterback, because when you look at what they did as an offense with him in there, limiting him to one half of the field, having him make only one read and not have to progress through reads. What you what you were seeing in that game was not really sustainable quarterback play um, with with an entire playbook and leading an offense. So I I think it's a really encouraging performance. But in the grand scheme of things, I'm not sure if it means all that much. It's going to mean less that he played pretty well in eighty um, percent of a game or whatever. Uh, it's going to mean less than what happens at practice this spring and what happens at practice this summer. Drew Aller's got a shot here but again he's got to leave no doubt with James Franklin that he is a better option this very minute than Christian Bayou and then there's the other thing where if the red shirt means more than being you know a hair better than Christian Bayou 
push comes to shove, they're going to preserve the red shirt. So, you know, he's got a, he's working uphill a little bit to try to get to try to get above um, Christian Bayou on the depth chart. And my expectation would definitely be just for all those reasons that he's the number three quarterback um, at, at best in 2022, because, you know, Christian Bayou's his, his clock starts ticking right now and he's got a little experience. And the other thing with Bayou in that start against Rutgers is Rutgers didn't play some of those type of zone defenses like Iowa does, which is designed to really confuse a quarterback and, and force those turnovers. So he didn't have uh, that challenge. But let's talk now long term. After the 22 season, well, comes the 23 season, Dustin. And what is the expectation for 23 and beyond for Drew Aller? You've watched him now on tape. You've read all the scouting reports. How good could this guy be? Well, I, I think he's got the tools to, to excel in, in a great big way. Um, looking at the size at 6'5", 230. Looking at the way he moves for that size. Looking at the way that he just kind of ha- seems to have a nice internal clock in his head. He has a nice way of um, just an instinct of being able to escape pressure by stepping up into the pocket. Do a little sprint up and throw off one leg. Roll out to his right. Roll out to his left. Um, he has a way of just kind of feeling and eluding pressure and a calmness in those situations. Now, you know, you're going to have to project that and forecast that over... Big 10 defenses crashing down on him and not high school defenses. So, you know, all the raw tools are there. And, and you know, what's interesting to me is that, so in baseball, you're familiar. This 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 idea of why we're doing this came from a baseball segment. So you look at um, relievers who are usually strong-armed, high-effort guys who muscle the muscle the ball out of their hands. So there's there's big strong arms and there's fast arms. Velocity when you're throwing a ball of any kind can come with strength or arm quickness. And I think we've seen equal parts of both from Drew Aller. You've seen him with a, thr- a flick of the wrist throw at 55 yards, but you've also seen him. And throw an absolute laser to squeeze the ball into a tight window. And I think that dueling kind of uh, dynamic with his arm should be viewed as a really, really exciting thing. Because uh, not a lot of quarterbacks have that. You have big, strong-arm guys, and you have guys who can get it done with a quick arm. He he can, he shows that he can do both, which feeds into what I think his biggest strength is, which is his ability to throw in imperfect situations. It's a more and more desired thing in a quarterback at the college level and the pro level. For him to be able to throw off-platform, that's what can take all those special, tangible skills and maybe elevate him. And it's why, it's why he, he can do things that no other quarterback uh, on the Penn State depth chart for sure, but few other quarterbacks nationwide can do. One of the things you mentioned about uh, the idea of pre- preserving his red shirt, and James Franklin ran into that a bit at the bowl game with a couple linebackers who had already played four games, and then in the bowl game it would have been their fifth game and you know uh, burned their red shirt. I'm not sure Drew Aller is the kind of guy you need to worry about that. Uh, if he's as good as we think he could be, it's probably more a question of is he going to be here only three years or is he going to be here four years? Or am I overstating it, uh, Dustin? Am I just wearing the blue and white glasses and looking at it from that angle? No, I mean, when you look at it, he 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 has the ability to be 
NFL caliber special. And he has the ability, if things progress, how the coaching staff clearly believes that they're going to progress, he definitely has the ability to be out of here in three years. He definitely has the ability to, to not even be considering a fifth year for sure. So the, the redshirt thing, it might not be that big of a deal other than to say, okay, Christian Bayou is, is an adequate backup. There's a chance we don't need this guy. If we need somebody in a pinch, if Sean Clifford goes down in the second half, I don't know if that's the game where you bring Drew Aller in. But if you have a long-term injury to Sean Clifford, if you have a four, six, eight week, whatever the case might be, if you have a long-term injury to Sean Clifford, then it might make sense to just say, you know what, we're going to live or die with the kid who has the, the, the possible NFL future. And the other part to this is, you know, do you look to the future if you're a 7-0 and team? However, if you're a 4-3 and team, when that injury takes place, that's a whole different story, isn't it? It, it really is. And, and I think ultimately it comes down to how much uh, does that experience matter with Christian Veyu? You know, it's not a lot of experience, but he's, he's seen action in a couple games. How much does that experience matter in terms of getting the coaching staff to trust him? So he's, he's got to separate from Drew Aller, too. Drew Aller has a task on his hands to, to close that experience gap, which I, I really believe that he will. So if, if even if they're 7-0, and I think you're, there's a decent chance you turn to Drew Aller in that situation because does he give you the best chance to win? I really think he's going to demonstrate behind the scenes that, yes, he does give you a better chance to win short-term or long-term, even as a true freshman, than Christian Bayou does. That's my belief. That's, uh, it, it's, it is exciting as a Penn State fan. If it doesn't happen in 22, you sense it will at least happen in 23. All right, Dustin, we had this segment set up to get through a few players. We got through, let me look at my list here. We got through one. How about if we try to do a couple more in quarter number three? This is where the temperatures are unkind. This is where water freezes in the blink of an eye. This is where the wind bites harder than a mid-ice cross check. This is where the beer is always on ice. This is Labatt hockey, played the way Mother Nature intended. Labatt Blue is proud to support pond hockey and all the hearty souls that like to play it cool. This is Labatt Hockey. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York.